Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. GA Mars, I didn't watch much sport last weekend. I was not, like, you know, I caught up with all the rugby and everything. It was just one of those sometimes with the international weekends, you know, you, some, you, you, you take the, the break to go and live real life and then, you know, spend your week desperately catching up with all these big events like trying to watch all of the Munster match and all of the Ulster match and everything else you know and uh, make yourself incredibly tired and kind of gone back to what you said at the start (laughs) of the show just uh, but the one thing I did watch was I caught the vast majority of an unbelievable hurling game uh, between St. Mullins of Carlo and Rhett Downey of Leash and was just absolutely transfixed by it because just like an unbelievable standard a Leinster semi-final just what club GA is all about because it is such a big big deal to the people in the stadium but then also it's no small thing that this was a leash team versus a Carlo team absolutely, playing a classic yeah. on live television you know absolutely yeah uh, like we I talked about that last week when we when we picked uh, we picked Mullins in this game um, oh, I think well so you're just getting it in there after your big shout ignominy there, yeah. No, uh, well, the other the other pick the other pick was Austin Sachs, who were embarrassed <laughs> against. Like, fair enough. A quick word on that, actually, right? Like, the I, I, to me, to my mind, that result actually that like the it's the definitive evidence that the Kerry Championship can't continue this way. Like, if you can I don't think you can pick a winner from April anymore. It's just too big a gap between April and things. So, if Croaks lose in a final, but they got to a final against East Kerry, I think Croaks should progress. They have way more momentum. You're not asking a team to who don't even know if they're going to be in a competition until that week to go out and play. So, like from a from a Kerry perspective, Kerry for, for Kerry football's sake, it's not a good thing to see one of their clubs hammered out the gap by a Cork team. It's just not a good thing to for, for that to happen. Okay. Um, on the other hand, then you talked about. Remember a couple of weeks ago, Mick, we talked about the club championship and whether or not it is registering the same way we hoped maybe over last year's. I've kind of developed a theory as to why that's the case. Like, not to go full chip on the shoulder, but I actually think it's because last year the story was Mullinocta and how brilliant it was CNN beat Kilmacud and this small parish club and all that that meant and the run they went on. The year before it was Ratnew. Ratnew generated the, all the excitement around the championship summer. They bet Vincent's. Problem with both of them compared to this year was they were both football and the like Mullins is an entirely comparable story to my mind actually because you're talking about a Carlo club who Carlo have only got four clubs in the championship uh, Paul Cody actually spelt out well it's a problem to us on our GA show a couple of months ago but really quickly it, it means that they're ferociously competitive with each other but there's not enough big of a base and they used to have six uh, senior championship clubs of those four every single game Mullins played they were underdogs they went way behind in the semi-final Mount Leinster Rangers uh, Cody's club played them in the final who obviously would have a bit of Leinster pedigree behind them yeah. as well bet Mount Leinster Eagles bet Mount Leinster Eagles went on then to beat Kula which is a huge result yeah, like, double like, All-Ireland like, champions like, like, the, yeah. and then again going into this weekend against the Leash Club we mentioned last week they were 7-4 to four. we actually said that that price is too generous this probably should be a 50-50 game that's the only reason that I picked them at the time and they went out and did this and then you think about what it means for Carlo Hurling when you've got a guy like Marty Kavanagh who like uh, uh, was nominated for player of the year in UCC um, for, for, uh, nominated for player of the year for the Fitzgibbon last year same time was a leading light in a Calder team that won a John McDonough Cup and got promotion and league this year again playing on Alan Hurling and with his club you know leading a light getting to a, a Leinster final like it's their stories are comparable what's happening in Car- Carlo Hurling right now is remarkable just this this generation of hurlers a guy like James Doyle like you mentioned the finish yeah. the the score to finish it was absolutely incredible like the yeah. the bottle to 
you know in a scenario like that I always find like you if you're kind of surrounded looking for a last gas point you keep the ball close to you like you're, you're the last thing you want to do is give uh, a, especially if you're being surrounded by I think four men he went by in the end you, you keep the ball close to you his solution is to flick a ball over a man like <laughs> <laughs> which, so like I guess it just goes to show the difference between like flamboyant hurling like, yeah. yeah elite level club hurlers and the rest of us so that story I think is is absolutely brilliant what they've done at the same time last weekend and like so from a, I, I just think that like maybe this is just casting aspersions but I think it is because it's hurling I don't think it yeah. registered I, I don't I, I think it didn't register because yeah I look I you know, you're not going to have to fight hard to convince me of a of a, of a bias <laughs> there. You know what I mean? I I talk about it all the time, and and I'm probably a little bit paranoid about it to be honest. But you know, I think there is a little bit of that. I do also think that you know, the, you have to capture a public's imagination one way or another, and I think that happened on 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 Sunday. I think that it was just a lot of people seemed to tune into that. It was like Twitter went mad after the game. It was yeah. such a dramatic end, and even though they had beaten Kula, I like. There's something about there's something about like a Dublin hurling club losing that no matter how many all Ireland's they win, it's never gonna have. It wasn't like they beat Ballyhale. Yeah, do you yeah. get me? It, yeah. it it wasn't like Kilmacud losing last week, and it's just because of the pedigree of the county In sometimes hurling, yeah. rather than the actual club. That, it was fair, yeah. it was as big achievement as achievement of Mullinock to beat Kilmacud, if not bigger. Yeah, Kula yeah. had literally won two All Irelands. Like this this group of players have won two All Irelands out of the last three. You know that's. But I just think that there's probably a feeling like you know, oh, it's it's Carlo against Dublin. They're on a somewhat of a par, you know. Um, but. You, you definitely have a point there as well however I will just say to, to, to take any negativity out of it because I don't, I don't think there's really much need is that the, as, you, as you said Doyle like there was a I don't know I, I think it just goes back to the kind of scenes after the game it also goes back to the to, the Rat Downey manager I thought was just really really good and magnanimous but also kind of seemed to feel that he was part of an occasion you know and they had a chance like they they hit the ball they they literally hit themselves out of the game as well with whites and they had a they had a chance to equalize it as well and that's just one of those things that just kind of it was a classic it really really yeah. was and 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 you don't whatever you like you don't see many hurling classics in the middle of november you just don't yeah no that's fair yeah um speaking of hurling uh the story of the year to my mind is um Tureen, 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 I just want to flag this. This is in Mayo now. Yeah, yeah, we didn't actually talk about this last week. The reason we didn't talk about this, by the way, is because I used to, I lived with a fella in on a J1 in uh, San Diego who plays for Canvara, who t- assured me they were going to hammer Tureen out the gap. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's not playing on the senior team now, so he wasn't part of this team. But uh, he... Um, I could kind of like looking from the outside in. You look at it and you're thinking like Cullum, Connor Whelan. This is Canvary, yeah. Connor Whelan, Cullum Callahan in goals, like uh, a really, really high level Canvary side against Tureen from Mayo, who nobody will know except for two years ago in 2017. They actually won their first ever Connors Intermediate title, and it, like not that it was treated as a flash in the pan, but it was. I actually went down there. I would have a particular affection for this team because I went down to Tureen, got to meet the people who effectively set up this club, who. Were, like, weren't allowed to take schools their, their schools literally took the hurls off them when they brought them there weren't allowed to hurl it all came thanks to a brother who brought her basically brought her into the parish rounded up a group of brothers and they the six of them have since kind of powered this club through and they're 
those six are still very much a part of three right now and as well as that then they've given like there's a new breed of hurlers guys who like um Carl Freeman who's the cap Mayo hurling captain who probably could have had a cut with the football team but chose hurling a couple of years ago Kenny Feeney another Casper Mitchell's footballer who a lot of people will know as a hurler he's next level he's phenomenal he like the, and these guys are finally getting a chance with with Tureen. so they won the intermediate Connor championship again at the weekend second time two years I think it's a brilliant story and like the, to, to my mind where that club has come from and where it looks like they're going that that's actually where like the uh, it's a cliche that sometimes I balk comment, but it's absolutely correct. Like that is what the J is about. Like it's yeah. about that kind of progression and unity in in that community, particularly, and what they've kind of come through. And that, like, uh, maybe this is just the theme of another hurling story. By the way, like PJ in the office here has done a brilliant article up on site about Barcelay and uh, with Brendan Maher. And mm. like Brendan Maher was nearly apologising for saying, "Well, why winning a county title with his club meant more than winning in Ireland with Tipperary." I was like you don't need to apologize for that of course it does like yeah. co- this is your this is the reason that you're a hurler like they're the, the, the support that they've and you're obviously going to have that affection with your club you ob- like it's not that much more than what it means for your county but it's still a huge deal obviously and now Barcelona are playing Ballygunner this weekend and like looking ahead to this weekend I suppose there's a, like, of all the weekends there's, this is the weekend where there's just way too many favourites for you like heavy handed favourites mm. to like that game Ballygunner or one to four um, right. So, I mean, and that's kind of the story across the weekend. If you look at football, you know, you've got Gary Castle against Bally Bowden. Gary Castle are four to one. Bally Bowden two to nine. Carfin against Park Pierce's. Carfin one to six. Park Pierce's uh, nine to two. The other two games of football, by the way, are Port Leash are playing Airog. Port Leash four to five. Airog eleven to eight. Mm, and uh, interesting yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think if you know, like, if you're looking, I think Airog that game probably should have been. 50-50. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Yeah, so I think that there's something there. The other game that I like, by the way, Neve Connell uh, against Kilku. Neve Connell are 4-5, to five, basically even money. Kilku are 6-4. to four. If you're to judge it off... The, the This is Ulster final now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and if you're to judge it off their recent performances, I actually think Neve Connell are, should be way heavier than that. I think they're still kind of being punished for being like... Uh, a defensive team and you know I don't like if you're a good defensive team I don't really have an issue with it to be yeah. honest like it's, it's when you know it gets boring you can see teams recycling possession not doing a huge amount with it but if you're efficient efficient with, possess, uh, with possession and your tackling is really strong which Neve Connell have demonstrated they are like Neve Connell from where they've come from and we kind of laughed about it uh, but in terms of I think they've proved their pedigree now like at this stage for, to get over Guidor uh, eventually get over Guidor in Donegal what they did to Castellan I, I just I, I, I actually like that one in do you remember a couple of weeks ago when they we didn't know what was going to happen in the replay before you know because they were playing on the night we were recording the podcast and the second replay the third match yeah. and then they were playing that weekend and we were saying if they win over Guidor. Guidor have already been through the Ulster route. That's what they'll be focusing on. Whereas if Nave Connell win, that's their county Nirvana, championship. Yeah. And, and it's so close to the game, it's going to be really hard to open. I think once you get through that game, as they did, once it turns the opposite. I think you feel a part of this magical journey. And there's a momentum. Like, momentum is an overused word in sport. But I really do think it happens there. I think it's on to the next. It's like, and it's it's on and on and on. And it's like this feeling that you're on this run that you yeah. almost can't be stopped, you, you know? You feel like it's written in the stars almost, yeah. Exactly. And you're playing every week as well, like, at this level, you know, as, as up until this week anyway, you know. And then there is a tiny bit of a gap. But, like, I... 
it's hard to almost see them being stopped now. With if you think of the run of games that they've had over the last month, you know, it really you were just about to say it there. Like it's been an unbelievable run for them. Like. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. then you're talking about a like a like I don't think who, who flatter to deceive really if you're being honest yeah, so that far that game was on RT and on then, Sunday yeah. yeah and it was just like a a, a real slog fest so uh, yeah I, I like Nick Connolly the Cardiff Finn Project Pierce's one is, is interesting because is this, this is a kind of final, final. yeah, yeah. Okay. so Cardiff Finn have uh, kind of similar to last year like this, at this stage you're like are this Cardiff Finn team kind of tired like they, they last year as well they got brought to a county final replay this, this year, same thing. Play two stars, got brought to a replay. Get over that. Beat Ballantober, and to my mind, beat them easy, but without ever, like, excelling. I don't think they were... They weren't excellent. They weren't Carfin, you know. They were they were a good team who bet a... A great team who bet a good team, but I don't think they were... They looked like Carfin, and you're wondering, could they be caught? And that's why I was looking at... I mean, I know we were kind of joking about it earlier, but, like, you're looking at Carfin, you think this might be a procession. And then, outside of that, like, the fact that Neve Connell are 8-1... to one, for an Ireland I just think is interesting they're three games away they're an unbelievable no, no team is going to hammer them like they're an unbelievably hard team to play against are Nemo Rangers if that if, the, if they play them in the same final or whoever they play out, out of Munster mm-hmm. if it's Clamell either uh, are they going to be able to play against a Neve Connell team like it, it's a it's a really particular style that you have to be very well prepped for to play against a team that's set up like that and in winter in the depths of November and December which it is going to be this year on pitches that it's hard to get a, a good run against a team that will get players behind the ball I think that that lends itself to how Nifan said I just think that that's a big price it's won for what it what looks like a very like Carfin or even money I think that that's you know more than fair to win a Ireland this year but I yeah. just I, I, no, I'm that's what we call a futures bet on this show is that we put it into the book for a while down the road and for when it comes out Morris will point to the archives so when, and say, when they were 8-1 yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Kiku win next week it can be a stick to beat me with but yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll uh, consign it to the archives then and forget about it um, okay look we've, we've kind of touched on a few of them there what, what is the, the, the couple of games that stand out for you as a bit of value there we mentioned Aero like for me Leash aren't like Leash will always be in the Lancer Championship because of just the nature of their dominance of leash but you almost can see by the leash final sometimes whether they're going to be on one of the runs where they could be very well Leinster contenders or they can be you know another team yeah and I think they might be in another team era this and, year and yeah after coming through a penalty shootout after fairly uninspiring in a leash county final as well like I, I definitely think that uh, that's, that represents a huge opportunity for for Aerog of the three big games right like Gary Castle against Ballybone St. Endas you've got the Carfin and Park Pierces and then the uh, Munster final with, with Bally, Ballygunner I, like, I do think one of Ballyboden Ballygunner or Carfin will lose this weekend but I just can't pick which one, so I'm just staying away from it. Like I just, <laughs> do you know? Like I, I do think there's, yeah. there's a shock. Like, yeah. There's enough question marks over, like not question marks, but there's enough to lend yourself towards the, the opposition in all three there. So that if I, I think Neve Connell and maybe Aerog are the two that I'd, I'd lend towards more, just because, like as I, I mentioned earlier, this weekend that is definitely worth watching, and there'll be a huge amount of entertainment around it. And I, I, like I hope that that kind of registers with people. And if we get that shock. Especially if it's in football. <laughs> if we get that track in football, it will ignite the club championship. But uh, <laughs> just uh, you mentioned uh, PJ's piece on Bruce Lee and Brendan Marr and everything else. Like that is a you know it's a very interesting club, and obviously they've been kind of like thirty odd years without a, a county title, and it's brilliant that they're in a monster final. They've also had a lot of you know 
Tragedy, tragedy yeah. is the word. And, and yeah, I, I was trying to look for a different word, but it has. It's it's been tragedy and it's been manifold. It's been you know it has been it hasn't been one or two. It's been it's been a number of um and they've lost a lot of young people in the last couple of years and there is an amazing story around that and there's an amazing kind of like anyone who will have read Christy O'Connor's brilliant book The Club will understand how that can have an impact on a GEA club on a rural GEA club in a community and how the community can kind of like almost gather around that GEA club as some sort of like as catharsis almost you know so yeah. I it is a wonderful wonderful story and with no disrespect to Ballygunner they've had their success I really really do hope they win and you know I obviously the odds suggest that it's not uh as likely but I don't think I, I think given the performances they've had given what they're fighting for and given that they've got one of the best lead, like he's one of the best hurlers in the country but he's also one of the really best leaders and inspirational figures in Brendan Marr you know and he is by the way on the verge of winning a Munster title on top of his county title on top of his All-Ireland title on top of his All-Star yeah, uh, yeah it's not that going is you know, it like, coming so, off the back of a crucial injury exactly uh, exactly uh, uh, on that right, just a, a nice one to finish on. I, I would encourage people to go read that piece, but this quote to me is exactly what club championship should do for, for people, what clubs should do for people. And it's um, this is Brendan Maher, what he said in that piece. Uh, it just felt like since August of last year, it was just one thing after another. It's so nice to have something positive to be talking about. And that to me, that was it there. That is like just uh, what that what it's doing for that club, I think is brilliant. Uh, and as I mentioned, that piece is up on Buzz.ie. It's where we're checking out. Yeah, well, consider yourself hyped for the GEA weekend. To subscribe to the full Build Up podcast, search The Build Up on Balls on all good podcast apps.